It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Take your Bibles, please, if you would, turn to the book of Romans, Romans in chapter 6. We're continuing our thought this week, teaching through here, dealing with some questions that um, Paul asks in response to what he's been dealing with in chapters 4 and 5, where we are not under the law anymore, we're now under grace, and so that leads to some questions by those who are attempting to mock this new faith, I guess you could say, in, in these days um, that Paul was in, or it also was a legit, uh, a legitimate question for the believers that were also then in the, those days, because they're used to living under the law, all these rules and regulations, and so when Paul comes and says, you know, the law's done with, we're now living under grace, um, they begin to ask some questions, and Paul's answering them, trying to help their understanding of how we ought to be living. So the question, the first question we've been dealing with all this week is found in chapter 6 and verse number 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Now we spent some time dealing with some of the things that grace does in our life. And if we truly understand what grace does in our life, it will change the way we live our lives for the better. We will live much cleaner, maybe I could I could say, or much more righteously when we truly understand the purpose of grace in our heart and have experienced the work of grace in our heart. So we said, first of all, that grace makes us into a new person. And just quick review, we said... Before salvation, we were dead in sin. After salvation, we're dead to sin. We were dead to God, now we're alive in God. It gives us a new purpose. Now we are free from sin in order that we might live unto God. We're to walk in newness of life. We're not to serve sin. We're to live unto God. And that's our purpose. Before salvation, I did not live to please God. Rather, I lived to please myself. But under the new man, I live to please God. So it gives us a new purpose. Grace gives us a new position. We're placed in Christ. We're identified with his death, burial, and resurrection, which also identifies us with the power of God able to deliver from death and able to break the, what, the only power that was able to break sin's power on our lives. So that brings us to, we said, grace gives us a new power. And we've dealt some with the power of love, just the motivation difference from love versus duty. If I love somebody, if I love my wife, nobody's got to tell me what to, you know, I got to do all these things for. If I truly love her, I want to do them. Nobody has to tell me, it just happens naturally. Grace brings a new power, and God's power is sufficient to break the power of sin, to break the chain of death in our lives, and free us from that sin that we might serve God. And verse number 7 in chapter 6 tells us, For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, I've got to say this every time. 
verses 1 through verse number 10, the, a lot of the things we're dealing with are positional truths. In other words, it is how God sees us in heaven. It is how God sees us in Christ. And the spiritual man cannot sin. But understand, we have two natures still. Our old man has spiritually been crucified. Physically, we still have the flesh to deal with. But the power of sin is broke, and I do not have to serve sin. I don't have to be in bondage to sin. And so Paul uses these spiritual truths of how we appear before God in heaven to enable us to see how we ought to be living practically. And while it's not maybe perfectly possible, because we're human and we will fail, but we want our lives to match up as close as possible to Christ, here and now. And God's intention is not for us to live in sin, as he says. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? If we truly understand how awful sin is, and the death that sin causes, and how much it would hurt God, then why in the world would we even want to continue sinning if we truly love God? But that, that's almost even another point. So, if we understand sin, and that the wages of sin is death, why would I want to live in it? Before, I didn't have much of a choice. I was in bondage to my sin. But now I am free from my sin, and now I serve under a new master. I serve under Christ. I am free to serve Him in righteousness. And His wages, I promise you, are so much better than the wages of sin, which is always death. So, we find that grace finally gives us a new practice. Read with me, if you will, in verse number 11 through verse number 14. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Now we're not dealing anymore with our positional state before God. This is something we're given a command here and now. This is something you're to apply. Don't let sin reign in your body. That you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. So, here's the full answer to the question. Shall we continue to live in sin that grace may abound? No. God forbid. That wasn't the purpose of grace. In fact, grace changes things so much that grace makes it where we shouldn't even want to sin. Grace changes everything about us. The desires... Um, the, the wants that we have, it, it, I mean, it makes us an, into a new man. It puts us in a new place before God. It gives us the power to overcome sin, and it intends for us to live in a new practice. God wants us, he says, be holy, for I am holy. We don't teach or preach living holy in order to get some favor from God. In order, following all these commands is not what's going to make us holy. But if we're holy, we're going to follow what God wants us to do. It, it becomes a heart matter, and what's in the heart will show on the outside. And it will 
make a lot of decisions for you. And if I truly love God, there's a lot of things I don't have to have a command for. I'm not going to go involve myself in them because I know that it would not please God. And because I love Him, I don't want to displease Him. So it gives us this new practice. We're given a fact that the power of sin has been broken in our life. We're given the fact that God did not intend for us to live in sin. We're given the facts that that as identified with Christ, we have all power over the sin and we are not to serve sin, but rather we're to be serving God and living unto God. So, in practice, how does this play out? Well, here's the Bible fact. The power of sin is broken. Well, I, by faith, need to believe that. There's a lot of people that cannot get victory over their sin simply because they don't think they can. Sometimes the battle is mostly in the mind. And people struggle a lot spiritually because of mind problems. But most of the time it's based on feelings, not on facts. But if I take what the Word of God says and I put my faith and trust in it, and I believe what the Bible says, and I I place my faith in that, now I have some strength and some help to actually apply it. And so if I believe that the power of sin is broken, and I have faith that it is broken, then I'm going to apply that to my life. And so now sin becomes a choice in our life. Therefore, we're given that command. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal bodies, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Our body has desires that it wants to go and do. That's that old nature. That's our flesh. That's the lust of the flesh. And it always leads to death. But if I learn, just like I said yesterday, to rather yield myself to God, I'm always making a conscious choice. I have two ways to go, two routes, so to speak. The temptation comes. My flesh says, I want to do this. The Holy Spirit says, that's wrong. Don't do that. Then if I am going to take what God's Word says, I say, yes, sir, I won't do that. And I believe that He'll help me overcome that temptation, and He will. You see, grace did what the law could never do. The law never could actually deliver from sin. In fact, the law was really this gave strength to sin, so to speak. Because where the commandment was, our flesh wants it knows there's a commandment, we want to break it. Law the law never allowed a man to live holy. All it did was show them their bondage. Every time they failed, every time they fell short, and That's the thing we always do. When there is a rule or standard, we always fall short of it. That's how the flesh operates. So that rule or standard was given so that men could see, I'm I'm falling short of the glory of God. I cannot be what I need to be. I cannot attain to the righteousness required to enter heaven. So the law only exposed it. It never could cure it. It never could give us the power to live righteously. Rather, all it was doing was bringing our sin into the spotlight. But under grace, grace has dealt with sin. Grace has paid the penalty for sin. 
grace not only paid the penalty, then grace does all these things in our life, making us into a new person, and proceeds to give us the power and the motivation to live in such a way that we could have never have lived before. And it leads me to an entirely different lifestyle change. Because before I got saved, I was in sin, and I lived in sin, and I lived for myself. After salvation, I do not want to live in sin. And when I fail, I... And I do, everybody does, but when I fail, I ask God to forgive me and I try to keep on going for Him. Now maybe it makes a little bit more sense when I begin to say this. If there's been no change in your life, if you are just the same now, living the same way, doing the same things as you did before you got saved, then there's a good chance you didn't actually get saved. And I know that seems like a very bold statement, but I'm telling you from the Word of God, when grace moves in, there's a change that is made that leads to an entirely different lifestyle. I now want to please God. And I'm not saying a Christian cannot mess up. I'm not saying a Christian can't fall backslide a bit. But that should be the exception, not the rule. And today there's people everywhere claiming to be a Christian, but living just like every other sinner. There's no difference. So something in their heart is wrong. Because if we truly understand what grace does, grace changes everything in our life and allows us to live in a way that's pleasing unto God. And those that do not want to live in a way pleasing to God expose their true wickedness of their heart. And it shows one of two things. Either they are seriously um, wrong with God, they're, they're ser in serious trouble with God, they're living in sin, or they've never been saved, and therefore they have no desire to serve God whatsoever. A true believer ought to have a desire on the inside of him that wants to please God, that wants to live right, and that wants to live holy. So I would challenge you, look into your life. What has grace changed in your life? Is there a desire to please God? Or are you just wanting to live in the flesh and to live in sin? Because that, my friend, will expose where your heart is really at. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email Back to the Book Broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.